4: I am awake.
1: Welcome to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kudigi to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national native news and events. And as you know, Haley, native issues are human issues and human issues are native issues.
3: They are DACA, and this portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition.
1: Yes, they do. Hey, I am so, 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 I don't know how many souls I can say, so happy to have Madonna Thunderhawk on today's show. Uh, a warrior woman, a documentary with her in it uh, just recent, the last few years. But uh, I just can go on and on about Madonna. She's been an activist for many years. She was at Alcatraz. She's uh, part of the Red Power Movement. Uh, on and on and on. You know, it's part of the American Indian Movement, was at Wounded Knee. Uh, Madonna, are you there? Uh, I just want to go on and on. Oh, she's not there. Oh, okay, hold on a second, Madonna. I th- <laughs> I I I think I do not have you hooked up on my uh, phone here. Sorry, just give me one second. Uh, where is the settings on here? Bluetooth is on. Let's go to the roadcaster. And are you there, Madonna?
3: not picking up anything.
1: Mm. Okay. Oh, there you are. I can hear you. Hi. How you how are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I can hear you guys talking.
1: <laughs> right on. Hey, uh I I really really appreciate you coming on and uh it's a huge deal for me to have you here. Uh you are a warrior woman. You're an original OG. Uh, and, and it's just really exciting to have you on, uh, talk to our audience a little bit about, uh, where you are and who you are just a little bit. And I know that's one of the things that's really, uh, hard for you because you are humble, um, and what you've done. But every time I see you, I just smile because uh, of the greatness and that you've been fighting for our people a long time and still are so i just want I just, I just want to welcome you and and just think about that for a second
0: well thank you thank you it's, it's good to hear you know um yeah this is kind of like, exciting for me because it's good especially if you know your audience is native too you know so it, that's always good
1: right on so we can just have a conversation and talk like uh nobody else is listening and um last time i saw you was down at wounded knee and Mm -hmm. um the celebration the uh uh uh, of the occupation was 50 years and it was pretty exciting because there was a lot of people that showed up that you hadn't seen in many years and sometimes you didn't know they were in the camp with you at uh, wounded knee that that kind of blew my mind
0: (laughs) yeah well, you know, there was a lot of us. You know, people coming and going, and and uh, it was it was a different, different much that different you know atmosphere at the time. You know, and you you didn't ask people their name unless they told you. You know,
1: yeah. you didn't
0: get familiar with people because the the uh, powers that be, specifically the feds, you know, came down hard on on anybody back in those days. You know, anybody that was. Doing anything, um, we watched it all happen to the to you know other populations, specifically the Black Panthers of the day, you know, and also the the anti-war movement. You know, they were all real young people, mostly college students, and we watched it all happen to them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we knew what we were in for. Yeah. So, so we had to be real careful, you know, real careful about.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, you had uh, an issue too that you had to be low profile at Wounded Knee too. You could not be seen because you weren't supposed to be there, correct? Yeah, yeah, I I, I wasn't supposed to be there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I got arrested with some other women uh, the first night. You know, um, they um, were—I don't know what they were. uh I don't know what, what what they were called at the time, but they were um they were blue jumps jumpsuits, and there were some kind of you know federal uh i don't know
1: oh the, maybe after fire and arms or those people
0: Tobacco yeah, fire
1: and arms yeah uh,
0: yeah, something like that. anyway, and they were uh, blocking all the roads in and out of wounded Knee, and
1: you know just <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, they, they stopped us and arrested. Not only us, but other cars. They were just stopping everybody and arresting everybody. So
1: Wow.
0: so, so We were in wounded need. Well, we were on our way, you know, on, on one of the back roads because we were trying to help people leave that had come with, that were following us, and, and that were local and following us in a caravan. Mm-hmm. So when we realized we were under fire, we were trying to get them home. You know, we were saying, go home. You know, uh, so they were asked us to check out that back road, and mm. uh, fair enough, there they were, so, yeah, we went to jail the
1: first night. Well, that that's crazy, and then also, too, uh, I found out during this uh, weekend of of celebrating uh, Wounded Knee, the 50th anniversary, was that it wasn't really planned, uh, or people didn't know that you were going to Wounded Knee, uh, like some have suggested. You guys were caravanning and protesting, and then all of a sudden you ended up in wounded knee was that, that kind of is that kind of accurate what what happened
0: yeah you know actually there was no protest okay we were invited by several community uh communities on the pine ridge reservation to come cuz we were located at the time in rapid city and there was a a core group of American indian movement of us that traveled around um uh, because people were contacting Contacting us and and from all over Indian country, all over the you know northwest, southwest, wherever Mm -hmm. to come to their community so they could they could tell us what was going on, you know, in their community and stuff. And yet, you know, people that don't know uh, back in those days, there wasn't any organized. uh, uh, um, What am I trying to say? There wasn't any place to go if you had problems in your community there was there was, there was no voice our people didn't have a voice
1: mm-hmm. there
0: was no voice, in other words, so when things were you know corruption and all that was happening they just had no no place to to complain you know right. that was why the American Indian movement was so affected because we would go, we would go to their community, you know, and uh, we'd listen and we'd stay there and listen to everybody had a chance to tell their story you know so mm-hmm. and that had happened before so anyway so we were on our way from one community to the next and we just happened to be driving through wounded knee on our way to the next community of porcupine
1: mm-hmm.
0: who attended us for that evening and uh we got started pulling into wounded knee and then we could hear gunfire wow so we knew we were under you know
1: yeah, under attack. That's <laughs> just say yeah, it,
0: right? So, the, and the caravan was long; a lot of people, you know. So, what was happening up front? No cell phones or nothing in those days, you know. <laughs> just runners, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we were like, the you know, I myself, I was in, like, in the middle of the caravan, so you know, we didn't know what was going on in, in front of us or behind us, you know. So it was just we just had to wait to to hear from you know the word of mouth and and uh, they did have some runners that would come and
1: let us know what was going on well cool hey madonna we got to take a quick uh commercial break please stay with us because i want to get deep into that and i want to talk about what you've been doing and um <laughs> i i really really appreciate you being on and uh i want to take a quick commercial break here and uh, hey you're listening to native roots radio presents i'm awake and i'm here with the big og Madonna Thunderhawk, I'm so happy to have her on here. Hey, we'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. ho
5: No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. The time is now. Contact your legislator and tell them to pass paid family and medical leave for Minnesota. Learn more at paidleavemn.org. That's paidleavemn.org. Paid for by the Minnesota AFL-CIO. Students at participating Twin Cities High Schools can get a summer's worth of rides on buses and light rail for just $30 with a summer student pass. From June 1st through September 5th, students can get unlimited rides on buses and trains up to a $3.25 fare. For a list of participating schools and to purchase a pass, visit metrotransit.org slash summer dash student dash pass. Again, that's metrotransit.org slash summer dash student dash pass.
6: If the statistics
4: say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by. Stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence. And shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop
1: to learn more.
4: Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Welcome back to native roots radio presents I'm awake and this is Robert pilot
3: this portion of the show is supported by Minnesota 350 a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice
1: Uh, yes they are and hey we are here with Madonna Thunderhawk warrior woman veteran of Alcatraz veteran of uh, protests at uh, Mount Rushmore uh, survival school starter uh, you know wounded knee we can go on and on. Uh, Dakota Access Pipeline, Line 3. Uh, you are where the action are is. Uh, Madonna, Pinagigi, thank you so much for being on.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: You know, let's talk a little bit uh, uh, more about what we were we we're talking about at the end there, and that was Wounded Knee, that you came to Wounded Knee. It wasn't a protest. Uh, you showed up and then people started shooting at you and you guys ended up occupying Wounded Knee because that area, uh, the people there needed help and support from the American Indian Movement, and you were riding with them back then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we were just, you know, on our way to the to the community of Parkside. And, uh, yeah, we were attacked as we were going, going through... Uh, Wounded, the ability to wounded me.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And then you were there the whole 70, what, 73 days?
0: Yeah, well, I got arrested the first night, so we were in jail a couple nights, and then <laughs> my parents came and bailed me out, and the judge said, um, now you take her home, don't let her go, go back down there, talking like I was a kid, you know? And so I was standing there, smiling and shaking my head, so then Bought a bunch of ammo and headed
1: back down to wounded knee. Uh, that's amazing. Do you, do you feel like at that time and in, in thinking back that you were you were part of a big history that we still talk about in in the native community, Revere, in fifty years? Do you, do you did you think that that was happening, or were you just doing what was in front of you? Like uh, you had prior at prior actions.
0: Yeah, I just. Things were just happening, you know. Everything was spontaneous. It seemed, you know, things just happened. Uh, they, you know, you we didn't plan. You know, it, there was no time to plan. You know, um, it's just uh, that's just how how things happened back then. Um, because we were we were you know community based. We were uh, families, basically. The American Indian Movement was made up of families, you know, and everybody had relatives everywhere, and, you know, so it was just kind of like a, a continuation of, of issues, you know, that our we knew that our parents and grandparents put up with, you know, and so it wasn't anything new, it's just that we were young at the time, you know, and it was our way of, of, of uh, dealing with, how you know, the circumstances and stuff. So I, I think that that's the thing that's interesting to me today and I'm still in it. You know, here I am in my eighties my now and I'm still, you know, a part of it because our situation as native people, you know, land based people, we're not we're very unique in, in all of this struggle, you know, and it's not just demonstrations and it's not just, you know, one issue oriented where we uh do a few marches or demonstrations. You know, it's it's um actual uh nation to nation status with the United States government and American Indian policy through their various setup of government, you know, the way that government runs. So, uh, our issues don't change. It's just the tactics and the, the, um, responses that change with the generations, you
1: know? Yeah. Well, again, it's just amazing to look back at that time. Uh, and, the things that you did and the nonchalant list that uh, you, you I feel that you are the humility uh, because you guys were doing what was in front of you in a good way and uh, I mean we look at it now we're not where we want to be but compared to 1968 69 with Alcatraz it's almost night and day with all the hard work that that you and all the people that you were with and still with uh, that paved the way for us. Because I feel like, you know, when I go to a protest, I put my AIM jacket on and people take notice because of uh, the great work that you guys did back in the day and uh, the legacy and the good things that you guys did back in the day. I know.
0: Sometimes we look back on it, you know, I think, wow, you know what? Ooh, we did that, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh! Of course, we were young. You know, when you're young, ah, you're invincible. You know, just you know, lead follower, get out of the way. You know.
1: Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good yeah. one. Hey, just to back up a second, in Alcatraz. Uh, so, what was a John Trude- a young young John Trudeau like back then? Did you have much interaction with with him at Alcatraz?
0: Well. Actually, he's the one that recruited uh, me and a uh, couple other people. When he came, he was uh, part of Alcatraz and uh, had been going on for a year. And he came to to the Black Hills, he came to Mount Rushmore when we were up occupying the the faces. <laughs> he showed up, you know. So then he was. We were talking with him, and and uh, we had been out in the Bay Area before, you know, a couple of years before. So we were kind of familiar, well you know, about what was going on and everything. And, and then he, he, uh, asked us if we would come be interested in coming and to help, uh, help with reestablishing some kind of community out there, you know, mm-hmm. the press and all the movie stars and celebrities, everybody had left, you know? Yeah. So there was just this core group of people that were on, and most of them were real young, you know? So he said, uh, you know, and at that time I was in 1970, I was, 30 years old you know I was one of the old guys (laughs) so you know it was like you know yeah we'll go you know and and so we did and that's it was um it was awesome
1: yeah you know what a what a electric feeling of just just doing that um again you were in Alcatraz and uh doing that where we were really you know the red power movement uh i believe was happening more than aim i think red power movement yeah was, yeah. was more prevalent and you guys uh we're just we're just doing it it's crazy um uh, yeah I, I you know I'm in awe here to talk and probably people can tell that I'm in awe and I'm just mumbling here but uh, the, I'm talking to history like yourself and then you're so I don't it's hard to believe that you're 80 something too because I always kid you when I see you. I saw you a few years when I uh, went out with uh, Clyde Belcourt to uh, one of the anniversaries of Alcatraz and and you were uh, not that long ago you were on a horse. <laughs> So I was like, "What the <laughs> heck? I'm afraid of that horse." And and we got this OG on this horse here. It was just amazing.
0: Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. said, you know, that my family they they ride, you know, with, with the the riders. There's several other rides that happen at you know, like the Bigfoot ride and different stuff, you know. So. So they said, "Yeah, well, we got a couple extra here." So, so my friend and I, she was. She was with me in Wounded Knee. She, uh, Andrea uh, Rabadu. She had. She was one of the medics also, and she was a writer. Well, we grew up riding horse, you know, mm-hmm. in our day, you know. So they said, "Yeah, there's a couple extra here." So we said, "Okay, good." So we hopped on.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. You know, it, it's uh, it, it, just thinking about uh, back to Wounded Knee and the and the people, the characters uh, that that you've met during the occupation and before and after, uh, you know, you, I always say this because I, am a real big supporter of warrior women. And then you're in that documentary along with your daughter and a few other people. And it's, it, it kind of focuses on your travel. So if anyone is out there, definitely purchase, go to dot and get your uh, DVDs because it's a, a compelling story. And uh, you know what you were one of the first two to start uh, a survival school and I think that's just an amazing thing because I know we've had the Red Schoolhouse here in uh, the Twin Cities and uh, they tried tried that too up here. but you were in there doing it and uh, one of the leaders and how did how did that come about I mean there's a lot of reasons but let our audience out there know how that came about this school for Native Americans
0: Well, you know, it started out, um, not even, and we didn't even think about, you know, having a school or anything like that. But after we did me, um, the the local, you know, group, anyway, they all decided, well, you know, we, we need, we need to ask, let's have Madonna, let's ask Madonna to be a liaison between the legal committee and the local, uh, defendants and the local Indian community in Rapid City. So I said, sure, because I was a defendant anyway. I was one of the first ones to go on trial, you know? So I said, sure, I will. So I had my children with me and uh, my son, who happened to, he was 10 years old, who happened to be in Wounded Knee with me. Um, he said, Mom, he, he said, we should have our own school. I don't want to go to the school here. So I said, well, I don't want you to go there either. You know, and I thought, hmm well okay because I noticed we had a lot of young people kind of hanging around the, the legal office you know um, kids you know they would go to school in the morning I guess or or whatever or they and, and then they just come on down to I don't know if they were doing breakfast then back in those days or, or I think they were at school or something mm-hmm. but anyway so we, I noticed there was a lot of you know young people hanging around so so that's what we did we just started out as kind of like a a group home you know that Uh type of thing and it just developed into um survival school and then then the survival school started you know different parts of the country there were several of them we eventually had a federation you know
1: wow hey madonna can can we hold that thought we got to hit another commercial do you mind oh Awesome. Hey, I'm here with Madonna Thunderhawk, and you're listening to Native Roots
5: Radio Presents. I'm Wake, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. The time is now. Contact your legislator and tell them to pass paid family and medical leave for Minnesota. Learn more at paidleavemn.org. That's paidleavemn.org. Paid for by the Minnesota AFL CIO.
4: JNS Bean Factory is a native owned, community supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages Rights voted Top 10 Coffee Shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff.
1: When it comes to mental health, connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Whether you're struggling or know someone who struggles... See connections as comfort, hope, and joy, like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, seeing your grandma. Together we can find ways to create a path forward. Visit cmentalhealth.org. Visit cmentalhealth.org. When it comes to mental health, making connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Connections can bring comfort, hope, and joy. Find ways that work for yourself and others like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, creating space to listen. Visit cmentalhealth.org. That's cmentalhealth.org. cmentalhealth.org. New at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, Kuma Wood Stoves and Fireplace Inserts, American-made, sturdy and
0: efficient wood heaters. All models qualify for 30% tax credit you can earn for installing efficient and renewable wood heat. Come see the new wood-burning Kuma Stoves and
5: Fireplace Inserts. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has been selling wood-burning products since 1977. Kuma wood burners are hard-working home heaters made from heavy laser-cut steel. Kuma stoves and fireplace inserts have cast iron doors and large self-cleaning glass windows. You can see the firelight and feel the heat from their efficient fire. One of Woodland's many choices to make fire work for you and your home
6: the chimney and installation experts they not only install but will guide you if you want to install yourself woodland stoves and fireplaces has over 35 working wood gas and electric units on display at the corner of east franklin and riverside avenue in minneapolis woodland stoves and fireplaces out of the ordinary products and services
2: hey it's patrick so much of what makes us a family takes place in our home these walls provide an intimate space for all of the small moments that bring us together and that bond grows stronger year after year. And like any other relationship, your home requires the same love and attention. This is why you should trust in the power of Zero Res to take care of your home. At ZeroRes we don't use harsh soaps or chemicals. See water is tough on stains and dirt while still safe for you and your family. So, contact Zero Res today to clean your home because a clean home is a healthy home. Just check out the 15,800 raving customer reviews online with a 4.9 Google rating. Visit ZeroResMinnesota.com to get three rooms of carpet Zero Resified starting at just $129, which is a savings of $40, and take $75 off an air duct cleaning. Make sure to mention you want the AM950 special. Backward or forward spells the same. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lillia. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 53, then sunshine Wednesday with a high of 78. Cafe Latte is unlike any restaurant you've ever experienced. Grab a tray and pick from their award-winning selections of soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Cafe Latte, Victoria Street and Grand Avenue in St. Paul or CafeLatte.com.
6: Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition
1: hey I'm here with Le- Madonna Thunderhawk and we are discussing the past and we just were talking a little bit about the survival school that uh, her son asked for and I just want to say Madonna I got to meet your son and what a gentle giant he is what you ought to be proud of him what a what a really nice guy he was
0: yeah he's pretty,
1: pretty quiet <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's a good one uh, so you you did the school and uh then you moved on and then also i know that you were were a part of the black hills alliance you were a co-founder of that and uh how did that go uh it, the the dangerous levels of high radiation in the water supply that you were fighting i mean here's another thing that uh, that you had to pull up your bootstraps and go and, and speak your, your truth. Do you, do you remember that uh, era very well?
0: Oh, yeah. we um, Well, you know, after Wounded Knee, the early the 70s, early 70s and stuff, the, the feds came down you know, really hard on the American Indian Movement. Of course, they targeted the men. You know, the women were kind of like invisible anyway. So then we uh, organized the Women of All Red Nations and so we could carry on the work of the movement. And um, as a result of that, we became uh, involved with, uh, well, first of all, the rest of the country was in the no nukes movement uh, era, era. you know? They had that uh, different, uh, uh, oh, what was that thing that happened over, where was it, in, in the East? And then they had a meltdown there
1: at one of those Oh yeah. Uh Mile yeah. what was it? Mile high, not Mile High. Mile. Uh, three mile three mile island. Yeah,
0: three mile island, yeah. Anyway, so that was kind of nationwide, you know, there was a, a lot of the, especially the young people were, were really uh up in arms over that. Uh then we so we we started the um uh women of all red nations. One of our, our uh uh, organizers, uh, uh, Lorelai Decora, uh, she was uh, taking nurses training at the time at the Pioneer Hospital on the Pioneer Reservation. Mm-hmm. And she came back one time and she said, You know what? I noticed that the all the rooms are full and the hallway is full of of women. And uh, so she said, We were, you know, so I was asking, trying to find out what was going on. And they said, Well, we don't know what's causing it or whatever, but they're having what they call they labeled it spontaneous abortion. Mm. So she said, what in the world is that? And they said, well, they're losing their their babies between uh, two and four months pregnant pregnancy. So then we started wondering, wait a minute, what's going on here? So we um, were trying to decide what to, so then we decided, well, maybe it could be the water, could be the air, whatever. So we started testing the water, and sure enough, we found out the high levels of radiation on the Pioneer's Reservation. Uh, so we figured it had to be the the groundwater system. We didn't know if the aquifers were. We learned about water real fast,
1: you
0: <laughs> know. And uh, we we got uh, partnered with the with uh, people that were in the No Nukes Movement locally, non-natives, and we organized the Black Hills Alliance. Alliance of, you know, cowboys and Indians yeah, to fight the land and the water.
1: That's exciting. And you were part of the... Women of all Red Nations then, Warren, is that, uh, yeah. that, I got a t-shirt from that, a, a remake t-shirt of that. That's exciting. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that's where, uh, I remember you ran into one of the symposiums we did and Winona LaDuke was on and you called her no nukes Ledukes. I remember <laughs> yeah. that. That was hilarious. <laughs> that's when I first
0: met her. She was just a, she was just a young college student thing, you know, because she was really into that, you know, uh. Mm-hmm. movement so
1: that's what we call it no nooks do. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny and it's always funny too to see uh, because you were uh, a doer and I, you know I just have to say this to Madonna I you know what I'm doing now my my real job is working for Ho-Chunk Nation as a legislator and uh, I always remember asking you how did you get all these things done and you said you said uh, less people were making decisions and things got done faster. And I always think of that, uh, that yeah. you said that. And can you, can you uh, uh, elaborate on that?
0: Well, first of all, again, we were a, a movement of families, okay? Like, for example, Russell Means, everybody knew him as the leader of the American Indian Movement. We're first cousins. And our mothers wow. are, are sisters and, and we were raised as brothers and sisters. All of you, you, know, my aunt had the four boys and my mom had the four, the three girls and we were all spaced, you know, right in between, you know, so we all grew up that way. So it was, a, you know, your strong family ties is what, what made the movement what it was, okay? So naturally, you listen to your family, which means an extension of your community. So that was what, what was the driving force of the American Indian movement was it was people based, nothing to do with age, nothing to do with gender. You know, it was just your people and the people's issues, not, not one or two people deciding what you're going to, what you're going to protest about. You know, it was, it was community based.
1: So you guys got these things done and decided to do things because your, your family agreed and then you moved on it. Is, yeah. Yeah. And wow. we had we
0: had the elders behind us. I mean, they would just show up. I mean, that was our strength. We always knew they had our back. So when you got the the elders behind you, you know that you know, and they, they just gave us this just like go, go and do, you know. We you got your back. So wow. that was our strength too.
1: That 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 is a strength and that's that's a powerful to have the elders behind you. Um in such a good way you yeah, know back up uh, again and talk a little bit about the survival school I, I you know for me uh, my my uh, gaga my mother and myself uh, you know I'm 60 about to be 62 uh, in a couple weeks here and um, we lost our language in our way until people like you came out in front and really really made us proud to be natives and um, I mean you lived through and I did too in 1978 you know we could practice our own religion and that was something uh, I was 17 years old in high school before we could do anything like that and it's amazing to look back and and um, I can't even imagine you know when you were uh, younger too at 17 years old that all these rules these laws these rivers were being dammed up, and we we're losing land, and 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 now we're we're talking land back. And there's things that are are happening because of the activism and the leadership that you had and the elders behind you. So it's uh, again, I'm just so grateful to have you on the show because you lived through that. You didn't. You you you're a doer, and. Um, that that's just amazing and just all the history that you've lived through that you know we have a long ways to go as Native Americans but compared to when I was young we've come a long long way
0: yeah
1: that's
0: true same thing for me you know my generation but I remember my mom and my, my parents talking back in the day and, and and she was, they were talking with other people, right? And I happened to overhear them on, and she, she said, well, the young people, what they're doing, she said, they're doing what we should have done,
1: hmm.
0: she said, but we didn't, she said, so that's why they, my parents and the family were in total support of what we were doing because they understood it was all land-based, community-based, treaty rights, all of that, you know, and it all just was, it was already there, you know, we just had to pick up the struggle up the fight you know
1: right well it's funny too uh land back treaty rights and you know they stopped asking me here in minnesota to do land acknowledgements because that's for them to acknowledge that like uh, minnesota's lakota dakota land and wisconsin's ho-chunk and uh, i always just say well if you want me to do a land acknowledgement my land acknowledgement is give us our land back you uh, you've had it long enough and uh <laughs> so they stopped asking <laughs> me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but I mean that's it right it's like you know we 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 yeah. are letting uh, these people we've been here for tens of thousands of years and we're letting this other group of people on our land for right now and i know clyde belcourt always said uh hey you know you've been using our land and uh, rents due (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) you know and and that's the way i feel it's that we've been here three millenniums you know we've been here uh, so long and we're still here and that's the exciting thing about uh having the show and having people like you on the show is that you know we're not dinosaurs. We we're not uh, people that are no longer here. We're in the community, and we're we're vocal, and we're we're still here. and And it's always good to remember that and have and look back at our, our past in a good way, and especially since since the 60s when we were working hard and um out there and you know we struggled with land back we uh had land taken away from us it wasn't given away freely we fought to keep our land and as you know the Ho chunks were removed and that's uh, that's they say we were removed but it's really we were fought we fought to stay here and they fought to come back and we're not these passive people like the the news and everybody wants to uh, make make out uh, that we are. but uh, I again, you know your your group of, your your generation and people that uh, really fought for our rights uh, it's it's happening, but it's slowly happening, but you guys really opened up the the genie in the bottle hey Madonna we got uh, one one last break and I want to I want to ask you when we come back what can our young ones do and I I have a question for you and how do you see the future of Native Americans across Turtle Island Uh, we're here uh, Native Ritz radio presents I'm awake and we're here with Madonna Thunderhawk warrior woman
5: No one should have to choose between a paycheck and their health. Whether it's for a new baby, an unexpected illness, or an aging parent, Minnesotans deserve time to care for themselves and their families. That's why Minnesota Democrats are fighting for all working people to have paid family and medical leave. The time is now. Contact your legislator and tell them to pass paid family and medical leave from Minnesota. Learn more at paidleavemn.org. That's paid leavemn.org, paid for by the Minnesota AFL CIO.
6: Life is a journey, and the Doherty family provides free textbooks, a laptop, affordable two-year college provides. ...provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a Metro Transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. This is uh, Leonard Peltier.
0: I am in Coleman,
3: one U.S. country,
1: and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
3: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations.
1: How. Wait, we didn't hear Madonna howl. Darn,
5: okay. Well,
1: let's that's, that's do it again for Madonna, Haley.
3: This portion of the show is supported <laughs> by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? How- <gasps>
1: Thank you, Peenie Gigi, Madonna. Wow, this has gone so fast. We only have like uh, nine minutes left to the show. We're going to have to do this again, and I'm going to have to uh, really... Uh, I'm just like really overwhelmed with the happiness that you're on the show. And, um, just talking about, uh, talking about things. And Haley has a, a question here and I'm going to ask it for her. And she's asked what, and she's a millennial or she's a Gen Z. And she said, uh, what advice do you have for the next generation? That's going to fight for the same things. What, what kind of advice do you have for the young warriors? Wow. Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. I get that. I get that question a lot, you know? Uh, and it's not, it's not that, um, uh, I mean, when you think about it as indigenous, I don't know, English words are, there's always so, a, a new word comes up, but I like indigenous kind of has better sound. I think anyway, um, our, again, our issues don't change. Okay. Because, We are original, we're from here, okay? We're from right where we stand, okay? There's no gene pool for us in Europe or anywhere else. It's right here. So keep that in mind that we don't have to go looking for an issue. We don't have to go, you know, uh, wondering what what, what we need to fight for, you know? Just know your history, know the history of your people and what your ancestors did so you can stand here. You know, and, and you decide, because it's a responsibility, it's what it is, you know, and everybody has, has their own individual take on what their responsibility is. If it's to just maintain uh, uh, alcohol and drug free life, hey, that, that that's really important. That's a, a struggle right there, you know, and that's an amazing thing. Being a good parent, parent, being a good student, whatever you decide, you take that on, you know, as a responsibility. Because look what your ancestors did. So we don't need to be, uh, we need guidance, yes, on specific things, but just know your history and know your family history. Know your people's history and the history of the land where you stand and what your ancestors did so that you could be standing here. So that's what And you don't need anybody's permission. And always keep in mind, we'll never, ever be homeless. Households, yes, but never homeless. Mm-hmm. So just trust your own and the young people today with all all the, the new technology and everything, ah, to me it's exciting. You know, what can you, the organizing that can be done. You know, it's just amazing, you know. And I think back to our day, we, you know, we didn't even have, um, people had telephones, but we didn't, you, got, you had to have long distance in our day. You know, there's mm-hmm. a newspaper, but there was no Indian media. There was nothing, you know, we just had the word of mouth. And I guess that's why we were more action oriented, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway. Young people have it all in front of you. You know, go with it. Just pick it up and go. And wow. always remember, for the sake of your ancestors, land back. That's the key word: land back.
1: Yes. Wow. That's uh, that's uh, inspiring. And uh, yeah, I, the young ones need to uh, to use what they have in front of them, like you guys used in. I imagine some people didn't have phones and you had to do smoke signals. Oh, no, just, <laughs> no. No, <Yeah>, he <we> did. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and back then, they, these kids don't know this, but long distance was super expensive. It was yeah, really. It was. And if you used a pay phone, you had better had a lot of quarters and dimes yeah, and nickels. Yeah, a lot
0: of quarters and dimes, yep. So it was. It was
1: tough, but we, we made it happen. Well, uh, does, we uh, we got a few minutes here, and one of the things that we kind of chatted about uh, over messenger was that the anniversary of Kent State that you were were asked to speak about. What are your thoughts about that yeah. and Vietnam War and uh, you know the militarization of police and and it was the military, the National Guard that was there at Kent State.
0: Yeah, that was just amazing. But it, I went, I, I was excited to go because I thought never in, that I think I would live long enough that I would be able to go to that campus. Because I remember when it happened, mm. you know, I remember hearing about it. And so we basically what we thought at the time was if they're going to turn their guns on their own children, they're going to kill their own. But, you know, look, what, they, what are they going to do to us? You know, and sure enough few years later they'll stand off that wounded knee you know mm-hmm. so we knew what was coming because yeah. they did it to their own right. so that was the lesson there that, that, that we learned, you know but uh, at that time the, the, the amazing thing for me at the time was that it just showed what you can do and young people have that have that uh, the the, um, the strength mm-hmm. and, 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 they're, and they're willing to do to do you know and so when the young people are on the move change happens yeah so that that just goes on you know that didn't that's just not for one one era you know but that's when the most of the change happens
1: yeah definitely hey uh, so this show started seven years ago well over seven years now uh, because of Standing Rock uh, because uh-huh. of all the misinformation, and we've been on, you know, going on eight years, be- and it's because of all the misinformation that was coming out of uh, the news, or very little, uh-huh. very, very little news. And I think there's been uh, a new uh, a new wave since Standing Rock, whether it's movies, TV, uh Young warriors uh, coming about. Uh, what are your thoughts? Because I know you were at Standing Rock too, right, with us all. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. Well, I, again,
0: I look at. I usually look at through the filter of my own people or what's happening in Indian country, you know, and stuff. But the the thing that that was amazing to me was the gathering of our people. Mm. Um, that was the first time since the Battle of Little Bighorn that the whole. Uh, the whole seven council fires of the Great Two Nation came together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was to me that was you know a historic happening. But also because of the the uh, social media and technology nowadays, it went worldwide. So we had a representative delegation or whatever of every indigenous mm-hmm. uh, people on this planet. There was a delegation that came to. Standing round, because we were there. We watched it happen. We were up on the hill, right where the the uh, media tent was, mm-hmm. and the the uh. uh
1: F- we called it Facebook Mountain. Remember? Yeah, so, <laughs> so,
0: yeah. But everybody that came in the gate, they sent them up that hill
1: because
0: mm-hmm. they they you know they went into the 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 registration the me-
1: tent or whatever they the called it, the media room, they, right?
0: Yeah, the media, and they signed up. You know, uh, so. So we got to to see everybody that came to, to the camp, and it was it was just amazing, amazing uh, happening, you
1: know. Yeah, they brought their their flags. There were all those flags, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was there during Thanksgiving and uh-huh. t- Thanksgiving week weekend, and cars were coming in. Like constantly, they were lined up coming into the camp for days. And it was, yeah. we were probably the second largest city in, in, uh, the Dakotas mm. there, uh, because there was so many, there was 20,000 people there. And then what was it, two weeks later, that's when, uh, the military, uh, former vets yeah. came and, yep. uh, and then Obama finally did something about it. But that's another story. ho wow! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> another,
0: another show.
1: <laughs> exactly. Madonna, uh, we're we're ending the show right now, and I just okay. want to thank you so, so, so much for coming on. We have to do this again really soon. You're uh, living history and uh, so inspirational. I want to just say, Pina Gigi, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Well, thank
1: you for having me. Take care, brother. Uh, ho You know, and remember, uh, ho, (laughs) right on. Hey, that was Madonna Thunderhawk. And if you're listening to the show, you are part of the resistance from Chief Kenny Coops. The ground in which we stand on is sacred ground. It is the blood of our ancestors. We need to resist, divest, join a group, run for office. We're still here. We are the seventh generation free Leonard Peltier now.